0: do you consider yourself as a music activist yes or no yes
1: yes yes yes.
0: okay so i'm gonna say a sentence and you have to complete the sentence for me so i am a music activist but
2: (laughs) 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 um (laughs) but we need more listeners
3: (laughs) yes
0: you're listening to sounds of wahala a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss activism and music. Join us as we sit down with musicians to discuss how their socio-political landscape shapes their music and creative process. I'm your host, Tiwa Odegoya. What is the name of your band? And tell me how you all met each other.
3: Well, yes. Um, It's Slit Neliten in Norwegian. And it means uh, the tired elite, or that we're tired of the elites, sort of. But it's also a rhyme, so that it sounds quite catchy as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least we think so. Um, the, tell me about the process, deciding the name. Mm, well, we sort of brainstormed.
3: Uh, yeah. What would be cool, or what do we identify us with?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess we had about like
1: 200 options. <laughs> yes, oh, <yeah>. so many. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: we disagreed uh, very much about it. But in the end, it was Ilwa that plays guitar. She just had like a, a speech uh, of uh, excitement about how sliten or the tired elite is good because then it's like a gang. We are a gang that everybody can be a part of that feels tired of. Yeah, like the pressure in the society. So, yeah, we went with her on that one.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, I came across you through the documentary, Wrong Direction. Well, well you tell me about what the documentary is about um, first. Yeah. Go ahead, Maria.
2: Yeah, okay, so it was uh, Signe, the, the filmmaker or documentary maker. She was having a project at project at school and I guess she just thought I was kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> she thought so. And then her girlfriend, Ylva, uh, we started a band and then she just, uh, she uh, the original idea was to make uh, a documentary about me because I lived in a boat at that time. Uh, But then when she saw uh, the practices, then she found out that it would be a good idea to make a documentary about the band instead. So she was with us from the second practice. Like, uh, yeah, we only met once uh, everyone before she started filming us so it's kind of weird now when she's uh, uh, not filming us anymore to be together because we're so used to always having a camera in our face and microphones on <laughs> our t-shirts and everything but yeah it's just about how we meet because it was everybody knew me but they didn't knew each other or most of them so it's kind of a movie that uh, shows how we grow together as a band but also how our friendship uh, grows yeah
0: yeah Definitely. And in the film, the, it ends because at the end of the film, um, it shows that the band reaches a, a key decision point. So it seems as if some people have some alternative options, maybe some some of the band members had the choice to go and study um, abroad or even in the country, but at really important institutions. And you were worrying, you know, should I take this band Seriously, inverted commas. Should I take the band seriously or should I take my future seriously? And um, what did you all decide? What? How did you make that decision? And what is the latest? Yeah, that was that was quite a tough
3: one. <laughs> we're still actually at that crossroad. We can say that it's sort of an eternal crossroad that we're standing with. But um, what happened is that we all. Uh, we sort of we sort of split like we went all over the country to study we ended up doing that but at the same time we kept together as a band and we've been playing ever since so it's it's sort of like you got the best of both worlds sort of what we stand with now is three educated farmers and (laughs) some more experience in our in our life and then we continue to to play together. Now we're ready to have a the first album released in the end of March and yeah we're here now rehearsing this weekend so it's been working out.
2: Yeah but now we're uh, talking about the how what we're going to do like the next next semester so now we want to go to a folk music school in Norway or at least me and Synva wants everybody to do that so uh, yeah, but uh, somebody's thinking it would be better to work, and somebody has to write their thesis, maybe. But we're yeah, we're doing uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> what is it called? Convincing, uh, convincing <laughs> the other ones work now, like we did the last time. Yeah. So yeah, it stays that way.
0: How important is it to have? kind of uh, formal education as well as making your music? It's
1: sort of hard. I mean, I think we've always been told that you should get education and you should at least finish what you started. But uh, I'm in the middle of a a master program um, and I'm considering just taking a break and, and playing folk music instead. Because it didn't really seem that I will get a job anyway. <laughs> so I might get a thesis, but doesn't really lead anywhere. So why not just play music? So I don't know, it's kind of
3: tricky.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot about security. If we if we knew that we could not make money but live from playing music, then I guess it would look kind of different what we would choose. So it's we're not from like rich families where we can just live on our yeah you know father's salary for a year. We have to make our own money and to live and to eat. So, I think it's uh, it's kind of the fear for trying to do something and take a chance and not not making it kind of.
0: This song um, uses lots of rap and fast lyrics and it's, as you say, it's a, your band is kind of like a gang and I've read that you see yourself as a political telegram um, and you're making an announcement with this song, so tell me about what is the announcement you want to make, what statement do you want to make with this song and with your group? feel like
3: it's a very like introductory song It sort of as our introduction when we play uh, gigs and also on our album it will be the first track there and it's sort of yeah because what we say in the refrain is or in the chorus is that we say yeah now the tart elite is here uh to say no to all the crap in the world and we sort of like in the verses in the sort of like rappy (laughs) uh lyrics we just say basically everything that we think is uh or like state our point of view on the society and uh and our our also our take on activism and what we should do and uh talk about uh, like uh, hoisting the red flag and uh, just get it on right and it's uh, very much about
2: the norwegian society because it's uh... Yeah you know we're one of the richest countries in the world and we're kind of taught from we are children at school that everybody in this country has everything they need and we are so lucky to be born here and we kind of uh, we learned that it in the after the war there were different classes there were the working class and the middle class and the upper class but now it's we don't have that anymore nobody is poor in Norway so we kind of we just try to say that it's it's okay to or it's it's a real thing that not that somebody is struggling also in Norway and many of us are and that it's okay to to like whine or not it's not whining to to tell how how you are and tell about your problems. So that's kind of also an important thing in that lyric.
0: I understand it from my point of view that there's a point of view that, and um, people mustn't complain because you've got it lucky. So I think one of the lyrics says, whilst others work 12 hours, you work seven and we've yeah. given you the right to vote.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
0: Kind of people, pe- people being told that they should be grateful for the position that they're in and not given the chance to talk about the, the reality.
2: Yeah, because it's a very big pressure in Norway uh, to work like it's been the, the, the labor, the equivalent to the labor party has been ruling ever since the war almost. But now it's different, but uh, it has been very dominant. And the social democracy has been very built on like the thought of ev- work for everyone, which is good. But now it's kind of, it's more like you have to be working or you have to like, it, you have to uh, work uh, hard and fast and uh, be a very good uh, worker. Mm. Uh, not like not a, a social good, but like yeah, a kind of a more capitalist uh, view on it. So, mm. yeah, we and kind so, of criticize that.
1: Yeah, so you sort of have to do that and be productive in order to earn your rights yeah. instead of the rights being there in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: to this in your communities but have you heard of the phrase hustle culture no hustle culture we live in this world where people have like three careers so you might be a teacher and then part time you make candles and then part time you also do I don't know photography and that I because maybe your one job doesn't doesn't allow you to do everything you can do and so you feel like you need to go and make money elsewhere so what happens is we end up taking our five-day week and pushing it to seven day a week. And we're always working because we feel like we need to hustle. Mm. Can you relate to that in any way? Does that, have you seen that happen? Yeah, very
2: much. Uh, Myself, I have uh, three jobs and uh, I'm about to have four. So yeah, and also (laughs) like in, yeah, like you say in your spare time, it's kind of, uh, it has become kind of a, a job to To promote yourself as an exciting person and like for example also in the activist uh, uh, groups that you have to like uh, be productive and do many things and yeah Instagram, Facebook you kind of it's a full-time job to just show show off (laughs) kind of so it's very
0: tiring I think for young people today. Another thing that I've noticed is um, people might have hobbies and then they want to turn their hobbies into jobs as well kind of like you're saying um because they feel like they always need to be out there so maybe your hobby is you like to paint and then now you're 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 trending on instagram and now you're you feel like you need to make money out of those paintings to make it worthwhile Um, can you relate to that in any way oh yeah
2: yeah, it's like with the music, but yeah, you know, it's because it's the the job, it occupies so much time. So it's like if you find something that you like, you, you're trying, I, I think we are always looking for a way out from like the working society. So if like with the music, if we don't, we don't play music to earn money on it, not at all, and not to be rich, not at all, but if we could live from it, just to be uh, to play all the time and not having to have four jobs uh, on top of playing music, that would be great. But yeah, of course, that can that can add the pressure and add like something to it that you don't want it to be. So yeah, it's it's hard uh, when you. It's kind of weird. You you have to work. You have to get money, or you're on the streets and not eating. So it's kind of it's crazy, really.
3: <laughs> Sorry, it's also with like what you said that if you feel like. Uh... Yeah, if you're, as you say, you're trending, you're getting more popular, it's sort of like your shot, you're, you're also like, you have the mindset of your own, uh, like you as an individual, you can do something great, you can be the next great thing. So it's also uh, being out there showing off. And then if you're ever picked up, then you can be like, oh, this is my shot, I have to go for it, which is also putting a lot of pressure on yeah. you. Exactly
0: you mm. kind of become your own product
3: yeah exactly so you're turning your entire personality into a product that you're s- that you want to sell
0: and your next song which i i think this is my favorite song because it's so beautiful uh-huh. um <laughs> Cap- capitalist no siren <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Like this one is about crushing capitalism. Well, you tell me what the song is about first, and then I'll ask you after.
2: Yeah, it's it was a, a period of time when I, I thought a lot about like the fragmentation. You say that that's uh, that exists on the the left side of the politics. Like you have uh, women's rights groups and. Uh, uh, queer uh, groups and uh, uh, black uh, groups and uh, yeah, you know everything, uh, which is a good thing. But uh, but I kind of missed that we uh, also were uh, more good at uh, cooperating and kind of coordinating activity and trying to to not attack each other because uh, at least in some women's rights group, it's you know it's been a lot of conflict with the queer movement about the, the trans question Did you say trans question in yeah. the US? and so and yeah you know the, the the people with the money they 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 love to see this that instead of looking at them and trying to attack them and talk about uh, uh, yeah the, the the things they do that we attack each other and not uh, not reaching an agreement and not finding a strategy to to look up and to, to take the big money, so it's it's kind of just uh, I don't know. It's you know it's a, a ballad, a kind of power ballad, Adele style. So it's it's kind of funny um, to hear it, and it's not meant to be like an angry song, and it's not meant to be a total c- critic of uh, the fragmentation, but it's just an a thought, <laughs> just a thought <laughs> uh, on that we should do that as well,
3: maybe.
0: capitalism what do you think we should we could replace it with that's actually that's uh,
3: we were talking a bit about it uh, earlier today actually and that that's a, a a good thing about being uh, from norway is that we have quite a socialist or like a neo-socialist like in your time also uh and a, a quite functioning social democracy after the war where we as a people came together and stood together and wanted to collaborate and create uh, something that was bigger than us together. It was sort of like the ruling uh, ideology back then. So the things that we, we've we seen it really work and we've seen it really prosper under a social, under a, so, a quite socialist uh, uh, rule, which is actually like, it's not like there isn't a working alternative because we've seen it uh, in quite new times. It was just up until like the neoliberalism kicked in and Labour Party also, same thing as in UK, uh, also turned uh, turned right and turned into liberalisation also. So uh, that was in the 80s. So it's not long ago that we had quite a socialist structure in Norway. So we've seen it work also, which is inspiring.
2: Yeah, and you know why is Norway one of the richest countries? is It's, it's uh, mostly because we we did nationalize the oil that we that we found. If we were like uh, uh, if the right party was in charge when we found the oil, probably they would sell out the licenses to big companies because, like, they think they do it more efficient and they know how to do business, and the state doesn't. But uh, So we think the reason why we are many times like in the top when the world's best countries to live in is they're making lists uh, with that. It's because we have had a different way to to organize the society. So yeah, we think uh, we're kind of lucky to live in a country where we have seen that. uh, uh, So it's not hard to say that uh, capitalism and the what we're seeing, the, the the direction we're going in, we think it's the wrong direction. Like the, it's the name of the documentary.
1: But at the same time, I guess it's not about going back to the post-war years either. It's also about I don't know, just uh, thinking you, you and trying out, just organizing differently and not thinking that because it's often I think we're being, being served the system as if there is no choice and that we need this infinite growth and yeah uh, that inequalities we can't stop them and that we can't we can't uh, do anything about people not being able to pay their rent but i mean it's not true <laughs> we can <laughs> do stuff and i think that's also at least important uh, for me to sort of say that and just like just say that those uh, basic uh, ask those basic questions and just like it's not it's not always been like this and it doesn't have to be like this
2: yeah, it's not like Thatcher says, <laughs> your woman from UK. <laughs> yeah,
0: there is no alternative <laughs> when there is an alternative. I agree. day of activism in your country, in your town, where, where do you live? We live in five different places maybe? Four. Oh, you're from different places. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> where, where are you now?
3: Now we're in Etna, it's a very small town in the west coast, but okay. we're all here like for, to get together in a sort of in a private place <laughs> because of corona and everything, but normally we live in the same places, but we're all uh involved in different activities and we're all all quite engaged in our communities um so and you guys you live in oslo which is and i live just outside oslo so we're sort of like related to the activism and the stuff going on close to the capital though
2: yeah and the other ones they live in in Ørland uh, on the west side of norway and they go to this uh, agriculture school so they they're more More engaged in, like, uh, what do you call it? Organic farming and uh, yeah, Yeah. nature and solid farmer solidarity and more practical uh, with the food uh, engaged in that. And we in the whoops, that's uh, a old (laughs) clock. but yeah i'm right now i'm engaged in housing politics uh, in oslo because it's okay. one of the most liberal housing uh, what do you call it, laws markets. markets in the world actually which is kind of surprising uh, and so yeah it's very expensive to live in oslo and uh, it's uh, very much uh, Uh, or people are getting rich uh, owning property and uh, and apartments and renting them for too much to students and other people with with uh, uh, little money and yeah often we see that they are yeah like of course you have in london as well they're very small and they have uh, they're not healthy to live in and yeah, they're sometimes illegal because they don't have fire exits and everything like that so We're having a campaign now on Instagram uh, and it's called My Shitty Apartment and people send pictures of their apartments and their stories and they kind of uh, say who are their uh, landlords. And uh, yeah, we have been a lot in the newspapers and on the radio shows and all of the big uh, channels in Norway. So we have like twenty-five thousand people following us, and that maybe will not sound much for you, but uh, in Norway, that's that's uh, much. uh, Yeah, it's a big uh, thing in Norway right now. So
0: that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, and
2: also we have. Yeah, we have been in touch with with the the parties. Is that Mm. The left, the Socialist Party, and the Red Party, Mm -hmm. and
1: yeah. So we have
2: made it kind of to their programs we have thing we have written is now in their programs which they will try to be elected uh, with in yeah in uh, se- september it's one of the most successful campaigns i think uh, yeah in my time of living <laughs> i don't know it's yeah it's it's kind of an it's a small sensation that this has become so big but it's like it's kind of a. It's. Uh, I think for me it shows how Marx was right that it's about like the uh, material uh, conditions. People get engaged when it's about themselves and it's about money and it's about uh, the yeah the quality of their own
3: lives. So it's
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was perfect. It was the Didn't first Well, I'm getting better now. <laughs> um, I, this was a really beautiful song. Um, and to be honest, I found it difficult to find out what the message was because there were so many different themes and metaphors. So maybe you tell me what this song is about from your point of view. Yeah, it was, it was the first song that we made as a, together
3: so we we went uh, together after the first rehearsal to uh, just like a neighborhood pub and we sat down and we wrote like this is a cool metaphor this is a cool lyric and then it all came out to this theme and it's sort of like yeah it's very rooted in uh, in uh, like basic Marxism but uh, and the main theme probably being the easiest uh, things to do are the things that you shouldn't do that's what uh you always go to like when we say that yeah you use snooze which is like a tobacco product and you go to burger king because that's where it's cheapest to get food and and you drink beer because that's the easy way out and uh instead of thriving and dancing so um yeah it's basically that's the message is that the easiest way out is also the it's it's not the good way
0: out yeah that's That's very beautiful. And what when I watched the video, um, the, the music video on YouTube, um, <laughs> they have lots of footage of you in your rehearsals and your team, your band um, rehearsing and playing and having so much fun. What has been the impact of the lockdown on your friendship and on your creative process? <laughs>
1: I mean, it's been much more difficult to meet obviously. We haven't seen each other since uh, summer and even now we're missing our drummer uh, because of Corona.
3: Yeah. yeah. Also like our album has is been being, is being postponed many times and uh, concerts have been canceled. We've been planning on going up to the Northern Norway for a tour this summer, which was obviously canceled. And so it's very hard to also get together around plans and also when taking decisions together uh, and really deciding also if this is what we want to go for. It's also like this always this constant insecurity about uh, is it really going to happen? How long do we have to wait in this? But I mean like as for the rest of the public it is really um, just a state of restlessness and uh, never knowing whether you can do anything. So it's, it's like, we're still in the same, I, th- I feel like we still have the same like core friendship. We're together around the cause, we're together around our passion for music that we make. And we, we haven't changed as a group, I feel, but it's just this like, uh, yeah, this never ending uh, restless feeling of uh, not, not being able to see each other, not being able to play, um, so we're really, we're really hoping for, uh, as as do everyone, but hoping for this to end really
2: soon. Yeah, and just to, it's uh, important for us, I think, to to remember the fun in it because it's not so much fun when you can't meet. And yeah, we kind of we have some meetings on Zoom just to plan things because we want to do things, but. That would be much more fun to plan on the pub uh, laughing and drinking and not on zoom on the computer so yeah it's just but i think we know it seems like everybody feels like this is so much fun and still holds on to that feeling even though it's been yeah it's been six months since we saw each other but still when we yeah when we got together yesterday it was it felt uh We we just laughed.
3: Yeah, was like a bubbling
2: feeling. We just saw each other. We were like, (laughs) ah.
0: The band's debut and self-titled album, Sleeton Eliten, is now available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Music and Spotify. Search Sleeton Eliten now. for listening to sounds of wahala don't forget to follow us on instagram at sounds of wahala podcast we'll be back in two weeks time i've been your host tiwa odukoya